myself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your host, Daniel Pawinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. All right, welcome to the Know Thyself Podcast. I am Eduardo Manteca. I am here with Daniel Pawinski. Hello. And uh, today we will be covering Mercury, the androgynous planet and its definition as to what it means by the androgynous planet and its duality you know the middle path that we'll be describing and and really just like how this planet affects our communication but as always daniel i'll have him take it away and go a little more into detail about this planet and its um its real meaning yeah, no, absolutely. Man. Fantastic intro. And I love how you brought up the idea of androgynous, um, because this is the the planet that's going to represent both the male and the female aspect. And that's going to be really, really important because this, this planet is all about um, connecting with other planets. So this right. planet we really see in um, connection with other planets and we'll okay. kind of, kind of get into that. But yeah, Mercury is a fascinating, fascinating study. And really what's going to be interesting about Mercury is, um, there's like this exoteric side of Mercury, which mm-hmm. is like the common astrological signatures. And then there's this esoteric, which is going to be kind of the deeper meaning, um, of Mercury. And that one just kind of keeps going. Like if Mercury was an iceberg, that bottom of that iceberg goes all the way down to the depths of the ocean. And it's a really, really deep understanding. And we're going to really see the representation of Mercury come out and really blossom in the study of alchemy, Hmm. in the study of astrology, all the occult and esoteric sciences. And even with natural law, those natural law, those hermetic principles that we speak of, um, hermetic comes from Hermes, which is the Greek representation of Mercury. And again, it's just all about the communication of the gods, because that's really what Mercury is. He's the messenger of the gods. Okay. Okay. Um, Gods, lowercase g, like the planets, and God, universal consciousness. Um, So Mercury has this really, really big role, and it's really fascinating, and we can just talk about Mercury Mercury forever, forever, but he's a very small planet physically. Um, so it's, but it's a very important planet. So it's small, but important. And, uh, interesting aspect about Mercury is it's the closest planet to the sun. And so with that and its rotation, it's never more than 28 degrees from the sun in a Zodiac chart. Mm. Okay. So where that happens and where that's going to express is it's always going to be at least one sign or maybe within the sign of somebody's sun. And your sun sign is kind of like your embodiment. So this is really kind of the expression of your embodiment. And that's why Mercury is always going to like work really close with this. And this is why when somebody has a really strong Mercury position, you can almost guess their sun sign because it's a perfect representation and a perfect communication of that sun. Interesting. So yeah, it's always going to be with the sun and um, it's really going to be, and that's why it's so considered the messenger of the gods because mm. it is it's that Im- intermarried planet that's in between us and the sun interesting okay interesting. yeah so it's the closest one the communication of the gods and its um its aspects are going to be really kind of fascinating as we kind of move forward so mercury is going to represent a bunch of different things um you know communication intellect cleverness 
travel, and this is going to be a little bit more like short travel, long journeys. It's going to belong to um, Jupiter, um, speed, analysis, words, reason, uh, wit, transmission, curiosity, which is going to be a really important one, um, groups, thought processes, and coordination. Interesting. Well, I, I really appreciate you bringing up one thing you just said that kind of like lit up my brain there is the thought process. And and with this podcast, you know, we, we try to explain a lot of these um, aspects and, and these, um, these laws, these, these principles, everything just to aid in the thought process of our journey here on this planet. Right. I'd like to know a little bit more about how it affects our thought process. And also, of course, with that, our communication, the skills that, um, that we acquire with, with Mercury and in communicating and being able to, um, take in an idea and also then basically process it and then be able to communicate what was felt or what was, what was, um, learned okay. when, yeah. when heard. Yeah. Yeah. And Mercury is, it's all going to be about analyzing, sorting and grouping, um, information and it really what Mercury does is it takes things apart and puts them back together. And this is going to be really um, symbolized in the, the metal that belongs to Mercury. And that's um, Quicksilver, and we can kind of see its aspects. So this, um, you, you did a great job, man, because of the thought process and communication. So the thought process, the ideals, and all the sensory information that comes to us from both our conscious and our unconscious mind all need to be coordinated and understood. And that whole process needs to be organized. And that's really what Mercury is going to represent. It's this input of sensory information, the processing of this sensory information, and then the further output of this sensory information. Mm. So Mercury really has this hierarchy when we talk about the trivium and the aspects of as I think, so I feel, so I act. This is really going to be represented in Mercury as that first step. Um, so the thought process and thought, which holds such the hierarchy and consciousness and self um you know, self-understanding studies mm. is going to be thought. So Mercury, right away, we can kind of see why it's got such a huge role in the subjects that we kind of discuss and um, analyze on this on this podcast. So Mercury, like like you mentioned in the beginning, it's this neutral planet, and it really does act almost like that middle path and that agent of communication between different um, even polarities, but also between the planets. So like the sun and the moon have a coordination and communicate through the process of Mercury. Okay. And we're really, as we, as we study the sun and the moon, as they're coming at planets, you really see the interplay between these planets. We, this is why we did Mars and Venus next to each other, right. because Mars and Venus are going to be communicative, right? Venus is the desire, and Mars is that will, and that communication of the desire so the will can accomplish that goal is going through the medium of Mercury. Okay. Okay. So again, even with Saturn and Jupiter, limits and expansion, they're going to communicate through Mercury. So Mercury takes on this role of this androgynous positive and negative, um, and its aspect is actually just, it's purely represented in the processes that it governs. So when we talk about that input process output um, situation that is our consciousness and the input of all that sensory information and the processing of it and the output of it, this is this is the exact communication that's happening. It's communication on all different levels. So right. it is also the middle ground between us, you know? Um, and we talk about the brain 
Um, you know, we always talk about the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain and how we really want to connect the two. Well, that middle path that we're speaking of is the mercury. Right. So it's the adhesive, right? It's that adhesive, right? It's almost that glue that sticks everything together. So if Venus was all talking about the relationships of the planet and the relationships you have to natural law, mercury represents the communication you have with planets, the communication between planets and the communication you have with natural law. So again, it's such a powerful, powerful planet that has such an important process on our understanding of our thoughts Mm -hmm. and how we actually put this stuff into motion. Okay. Yeah, no, there's, um, and again, I know I don't want to get all over the place, but I know there's a lot of things that we can bring up about Mercury that most people probably have either read about or heard about. And I'm, I'm really excited to sort of like break those, those aspects of Mercury down as you already are doing a great job. But I know one of the, one of the things that um, I've read about is how it helps put things together, the synergy. Yes. Right. Um, and uh, I know I just said about the, the adhesive um, and keeping those polarities together, but it's interesting how it also has such an influence on you know, not just our thoughts, but what comes from those, like right. out of that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that's, you know, we always think of it as communication. Um, and when we kind of hear about that, we kind of think of external communication, like the communication we're having right now, but there's also that internal aspect of communication, mm. that internal voice and Mercury is going to rule that as well. You know, so it's, it really is this interesting input processing output system and that input is coming from both your outside environment and also your internal self interesting okay? um so it again it is that middle path it's that it's that how everything communicates and how everything can actually almost like speak to each other so that input system it's going to transmit decode and decipher information so all those processes of transmitting so actually speaking it or writing it decoding and deciphering all is going to fall under the rulership of Mercury. Right. And this is the human experience. This is the highest aspect of the human experience. You know, our thoughts, that neocortex is what does separate us from the animal kingdom. This is why we're held to natural law standards. Animals aren't held to the same laws in regards to natural law like we are. Like we can't just kill. Um, animals have to do the first because animals are still based on more instinct. They don't have that neocortex. Now they have other aspects of their brain that are far superior than us, like their limbic system on like a killer whale. Like it can feel so many more emotions than we can ever understand. Right. But it still doesn't have that neocortex. And that's what happens through the process of, as you kind of grow up that evolutionary chain, that's what human consciousness is all about. Hmm. Okay. So this is really important to the separator between why we can't act like animals. And this is also the separator that's like the hidden thing that they don't want to talk to you about in Darwinian evolution. You know, they all want to, again, you know, evolution is a thing, but the Darwinian theory was just, it was, it's just presented, accepted, and everything else was thrown out. And there was spiritual understanding of how evolution works. And evolution happens on a lot of levels, not just the physical. It also happens on the mental and it happens on the spiritual realm. Um, And that's something that they kind of avoid in that aspect. But the formation of the neocortex is what separates us. So again, when we talk about these occult studies and these esoteric understandings, this is why Mercury was always at such a high reign. They kept it so close to the sun, which is the savior. You know, And not only do we hold that high in the physical aspect, but it's physically, again, when we talk about how astronomy represents this, mm-hmm. it is. It's right, near the, it's right near the king, 
which right. is the sun, you know, and it's the communicator of the sun. And it's how we communicate with our own internal sun and our own internal moon. Right. right? right. So, um, yeah, again, you know, communication internal and exter- external as well. Um, and it just represents that connectivity to transfer and pass along information, that connectivity, you know, even within your um, central nervous system, that whole electrical charges where you can feel experiences, this is all an aspect of Mercury, okay? So again, this is communication. This is also why Mercury um, carries around a caduceus, which is in the, um, what you see in medicine today, okay? Because it's how you communicate an antibody to a drug, to a, an infected part of the body. And right, you would use different plants or stuff like that or different medicines, but it's all about that connection and that communication to try to heal. Exactly. Okay? So again, mercury has this so many huge aspects. Um, so again, it's just that receiving and transmitting of this information and we're constantly decoding. And we really want to make process of how we decode and that's part of that process of knowing thyself is really analyzing what to decode and really taking range in of the sensory information that's coming to you. So you don't have sensory overload. You can actually focus and be mindful of the situation, which right. is kind of something we always kind of are working to. Um, but this is how you obtain information. So um, again, just the basic idea of study falls under Mercury. Right, so it's really this what we called also not only the messengers of the gods, but in Egyptian time they called the scribe of the gods. Right, because you can actually you know formulate the words. So you know we're always processing, we're always intentive, and we're always processing all the communication that's reaching our body. Um, Mercury is curious. Okay, your sensory organs are more curious than you can even imagine. Like you're taking in so many light rays, you're taking in so many audible sound waves right now. There's so much sensation that's coming into your body. That curiosity of your body is the curiosity of Mercury. Okay, just like we're curious about certain subjects and it kind of makes you want to do that, Mercury is going to represent curiosity. Um, And that's going to be kind of really important in the process of, you know, self discovery. Um, you know, going down that middle path. So this curious nature is, again, a very important aspect that makes you even acquire to go after the journey to find this information, right? Um, And again, you see this curious aspect of this runs the universe. Like if we weren't so, if we couldn't, if our sensory organs weren't so powerful, we would not be able to experience this five cent construct like we're supposed to. Does that make sense? No, it does. So, it does. Um, yeah. And then also, you know, not only is it that input, but Mercury really wants to transmit information as well. Um, so it really is, it's about that input and that output and the importance of that output. And again, where people's Mercury is placed sometimes really will indicate how well they are at communicating. So sometimes people have a really good Mercury placement and they're very intellectual, but they can't communicate their ideas. Um, they might be the most brilliant individuals in the world and they might be able to communicate it some other way, but you know, some of these like amazing mathematicians who can't even explain how they do, like they can explain it, but it's like, it just goes over our head. Like they can't break it down into simple language. Um, Mercury has just a lot of these like aspects to it. It's, but it's all about our communication and it's all about our thoughts. So it just plays such a huge impact, um, on us and on our consciousness. So, um, yeah, the ancients considered um, mental expression, and that's what Mercury rules as the most important and the most distinctive attribute of being human. And that's what we were just talking about between the human kingdom and the animal kingdom. Um, so this is why you're always going to see hermetic understandings 
And you're always going to study Mercury really, really in-depthly when you're studying any kind of occult or esoteric science. Okay, so we're going to see it if you um, really break down Egypt. You have Thoth, Thoth, you have Hermes in Greek, you have Mercury in Rome. And then if you really study alchemy, Hermes becomes Hermes Trismegistus, and that's the embodiment of all three of them. And that's really the teacher of alchemy. And if you think about like, well, why is he the teacher? Well, he's the messenger of gods. So not only does he have the message to God, from God to you, he also has the message from God, from you to God. Okay, so it sets up that communication, that idea that you are one with the creator. And that's really what alchemy is all about and about, you know, building up your character, rising up that ladder so you can make it back home. And Mercury is kind of that way you communicate your way back home. Right. right? And I really like that um, when you were learning about the attributes of, of Mercury, or at least when you bring up the subject of its... Um, sort of curiosity that leads to short travel. I know that if you just use those examples um, for this sensory input and output, that right there kind of represents something very interesting because if you're told that a place or a time is a certain thing, it's best that you go and find out for yourself. You go there with curiosity and you come back as the messenger to return with a new idea and or the experience that that you had giving you a better understanding of not just the place that you went to, but of yourself, you know? So people that I know of, uh, including myself who have Mercury, uh, in their sign in their sun sign, uh, that shows very, uh, prominently I'm a Gemini, for instance, these are things that I can completely relate to, but, uh, we'll get back to, to that and, and, in in a bit, but one thing I do want to talk about is, you know, learning in Greek mythology about how Mercury is, you know, able to travel between the underworld and our world with the message as a, as a messenger with the messages that it needs to communicate with the gods. I know that that falls into the idea of Mercury in retrograde. Now, Mercury in retrograde is something I think most people, if, if not at least uh, and I shouldn't say most people, but I'm assuming because, and I should never assume, but I'm assuming because if this is the thing you find the most when you research Mercury, is something people have heard of first. So people, of course, have heard of Mercury as it's as a, a planet in astronomy, but they will always read about it being in retrograde. So I'm hoping we can really break that down and what that really means, because I know in astronomy, it's in retrograde at least three or four times a year. And, um, you know, it seems to be a very fast moving planet, but I know it also causes for this illusion that, um, people from, um, centuries ago used to think of, of, uh, of Mercury and what it was really doing. Um, but yeah, so if we can just sort of like get into that, that'd be kind of great too. Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. And I, I'm, we're going to get into the retrograde because that is a really amazing aspect and it's very recognizable for the individual to kind of see this retrograde. Um, but the first thing I want to kind of touch on, because it, it's really a fascinating aspect and it brings up the metal of Mercury, um, is how you were saying how it could go from the underworld to this world. Okay. And this translucent and this ability to f- almost change form from solid to liquid. And this is going to be represented in the metal mercury. And again, we're really going to talk about alchemy and how mercury is really that binding one that kind of helps the other planets communicate. Um, but mercury can be almost represented perfectly. And when we were talking about thought form, about quicksilver. Okay, so quicksilver is a fascinating idea. It's this metal that will spread 
and go through anything porous and then re-come back together. Okay, and this is the representation of Mercury. And this is, again, that androgynous positive to negative. So this really is going to represent that formless aspect of our thoughts um, and how we almost go from force, which is that thought force, to form. So again, we're kind of talking about the process of how we create um, and how this is almost the building blocks of consciousness. But this is why thoughts are so penetrating. Okay, because they go from positive to negative. So, like, so literally, when you're using quicksilver, and say you have like cheesecloth, you put that quicksilver on the cheesecloth, it will break off into a bunch of pieces, fall through the cheesecloth, and then come back together. Okay, just like how a thought form penetrates your mind, it's like this train of thought. Then you process the emotion, and then you move that thought into action. Right. So you have from force to form, from liquid to solid. Okay, so it's this whole aspect of um, really these like this train of consciousness. And if you think about how your consciousness works, it's you're, you're always thinking, you're always thinking, and it can literally penetrate a situation, right? So, um, this, this liquid from liquid, to solid and this quicksilver mercury metal, again, is that building blocks of consciousness that we experience. Um, and it's, again, it's from that force to form. And that's really what we were talking about in mentalism, right? How everything has to begin as a thought. And then it goes through the processes of actually developing in our five cent construct. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's always this, we talk about this train of, um, thoughts and this train of consciousness and, you know, you really kind of develop like, how does this relate to the idea of like the Buddhist monks? Because again, Buddha is very much a representation of Mercury in that right. middle path. Um, and, you know, when we think about, again, how penetrating thoughts are, like if you were, say you're having like a really good time and you all of a sudden get a bad thought, it penetrated through the physical situation and it changed your emotion and it might change your entire environment. So thoughts, again, are so powerful that the building blocks of the universe. Um, so, you know, in Buddhism, again, in the West, we kind of have this misunderstanding when Buddhist monks talk about, you know, clearing their mind of all thoughts. And they are clearing their mind of all thoughts, but what they're doing is they're taking that thought energy, that train, which is, again, from force to form. This is like that creation of the wave and the collapsing of that wave, right. okay? Um Instead of having just a train of wild thoughts, they're building one, and it's way off into the distance, and that wave just gains in size and girth, and it just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows, and then they have this large collapse. So they, it's not really the idea that they, they clear their mind. They set up the space so they can actually go very, very deep in the thought process and go down to their universal consciousness and pull up inspiration or a new revelation. And that's what that whole process of like meditation is really about. It's about harvesting that insight from your internal self that's very pure. And you do, you have to go to the deepest, deepest aspect of you. And the deeper you are, the deeper you can get down there. Um, and so making that force into form. And again, we just see this aspect with this mercury and this quicksilver, because this is how thoughts work. It's this, it's this force that you turn into a form and using that aspect of really, you know, when you do meditation, you're not so much looking for an answer, but give the aspect for universal consciousness. Use let Mercury communicate on the highest level to be able to get the deepest message you need rather than just your bombardment from maybe your TV or your phone, right? This is why they keep us so distracted. This is very much how aspects of Mercury works. So, you know, let the universe speak. 
let that big thought develop and and manifest into your life. And right. that's really what we kind of want to talk about. You know, again, we in the West we kind of get we rush into ideas um, with some of the spiritual amazing teachings that come from the East, and we kind of form conclusions, and we really don't explain ourselves exactly how we need to for the true embodiment of the principle that they're talking about, you know? Um, so again, this thought form, as I think, so I feel, so I act. Um, this is how, this is the process and this is the makeup of natural law and how everything manifests in our society. Um, you know, and again, we kind of go back to why this is so important to alchemy um, and why alchemy is considered a hermetic art. And that comes from Hermes. Um, and this is why something is hermetically sealed. Okay. That means it's untouchable. So it's in its pure state. Nothing can be added and nothing can be taken away because it's a principle. Um, and this is why this is what you build on top of. Like when we discuss these principles, we're never adding anything to these principles. We're discovering these principles and Mm -hmm. then using it as our foundation to build our occult understanding. And because we learn these seven principles, we have a very strong foundation where a lot of occult study, like, you know, we talk about some of the new age movement, they kind of just focus on certain ones. Like, Oh, it's all about the law of attraction where you're like, well, you're building a, you're not building on the true foundation of all seven. And there's even more, you know, more beyond this. This is just kind of the jumping off point. Um, So, yeah. So, you know, that's kind of what, that represents um, in that thought form. And again, it's that you brought up that androgynous, that positive negative energy and how this is a unique aspect because this is the one that it actually represents. So um, it's what's needed to, to formulate a good thought. I mean, anyone who feels, and we've talked about this before, but and the purpose of this podcast is learning how to not to just know oneself, but to walk that middle path. And I think that having a a well-informed idea or at least like to formulate a proper opinion is to always be on that middle path. Right, right. So go go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's exactly what we've been, we've been kind of talking about. Um, But yeah, in the aspect of the retrograde that you brought up, um, you know, and where we see retrograde on the physical realm, and you can actually talk to people about this, and it's kind of like a full moon. People don't have to understand astrology and exactly. you can kind of come up to them and be like, oh, but I work in a hospital and full moons are crazy. And you're like, oh, like, do you like astrology? And they're like, I don't believe in that, but full yeah. moons are crazy. Yeah. You can see uh, Mercury retrograde in the physical environment. So when you actually start talking about retrograde and the times it's in retrograde, people are like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And then you try to talk to them more about astrology and they're like, no, I'm not talking. That doesn't make any yeah. sense. Right. So um, the reason why we do represent this and see it so much in our society today is because Mercury also represents technology and the communication between technological of, um, items. So we live in a very Mercury-driven society today. Vast communication. Um, you know, it plays a huge role in not only cell phones, the internet, all wireless technology, Bluetooth. Um, and this is really a, a, an interesting aspect you know, we were just bringing up the metal and the characteristics of the metal. And you mentioned um, air when you were talking about the um, the Gemini sign earlier. This is another good representation to see where those four elements represent themselves and are making themselves apparent in a different perspective and a different manifestation than, say, Jupiter's air, 
right? Because these both of these are going to be ruled by the element of air. So Mercury is almost like Jupiter is kind of like its little brother and its expression of air. Um, but again, that's why it represents and, it, and it's all about this wireless technology, this, um, you know, cell phones and all this stuff. So it really is in this age of Aquarius that we talk about that's so technologically based it's communicating, this age is communicating us through Mercury of a physical communication. Um, and so when Mercury goes retrograde and communication kind of gets halted and there's a jokester method, people can perceive it very easily, right? You know, we talk about, um, um, you know, what Merc- what retrograde is to kind of speak about it. It's from our perspective on planet, at certain times the planet's um, appear to us from our sight to be spinning the opposite way than they normally do. Um, and Mercury is the one that's going to go into retrograde the most. And again, its relationship to us is so much through communication. We notice it very apparent in our reality, um, but all the planets are going to go retrograde and they're all going to kind of have almost um, like opposite or just inverse effects. So this is equivalent to if someone's reading the tarot and a card comes up upside down. It's sometimes if you're reading like that, you actually are going to give a little bit different of an explanation of what that card means, right? So it's again, it's that as above, so below, making itself apparent. Um, So when Mercury goes retrograde, we have what you call the jokester appear, okay? And this is going to halt communication. This is going to be when you're like running to the library to print up a term paper, the printer's not working, right? This is going to be like when an email just like disappears, right? We're in Mercury retrograde right now. And this is the first podcast we ever had to start. We started and then stopped midway and started all over because I was all over the place, right? Mercury retrograde is something we really see. um, And it affects us at kind of different times. But again, it's that jokester understanding. Um, and it really happens, um, and it really makes itself apparent. And, um, you know, we're going to do an entire episode on retrogrades, yeah. and we're going to break down each planet, kind of what the rep- uh, that uh, retrograde represents. But it's a great way to start with that even discussion and get that word in our language, um, because Mars is such a good example of it. So the trickster Mars is all about communication breakdown. It's going to be harder to travel. Um, it's also going to be both harder to speak and to understand. So that whole input process output is going to get a little hazy at this time. Um, and so not only is, um, external communication kind of affected, but also internal communication, um, can have some breakdowns as well. Um, so, you know, this is actually a good time, though, to like when Mercury's in retrograde. And again, this will kind of go into more of this, what this trickster does. But this is a great time to actually go within and see where the communication systems um, in your own internal self might have some flaws. And also on your external world, because you're going to start seeing breakdowns where you can actually be like, actually, I need to improve this communication right. um, in the times that it's Mercury. So it can almost, it really works as a good indicator of maybe what communications you need to work on. This is really important in relationships because you're going to have a communication breakdown. Um, and so you can kind of see where are the weaknesses in our relationship, in our communication. So when we're back in Mercury, we can just be shooting at all full cylinders. So it's a really good time for kind of that self-introspection. Um, but, you know, and so what it kind of gives you the idea, the ability to do is, you know, identify the symptom. And so you can create the antidote, especially once Mercury goes straight forward again, you know, and once it goes, it's um, on back on its normal spin. 
Um, and Mercury retrograde is going to have a big effect um, depending on where your planets and where your sun and your Mercury sit. So certain Mercury retrogrades are going to affect some people worse than others. Um, but again, this is why it's so important to um, be aware of your chart and kind of know these transits that are coming and these progressions so you are prepared for that energy. Again, you're not going to know exactly what's going to happen, but you're going to know the available electromagnetic energy in the five cent construct. And so you can almost see that wave coming and then affect better change rather than right. in living in that reaction that we talk about, right? I always want to be proactive rather than reactive. So again, that Mercury's location is going to depend on that trickster message. Um, but um, when retrograde is the trickster, when re retrograde Mars retrograde is the trickster, um, he becomes kind of buddy-buddy with Mars and Saturn. Okay, so he kind of uses, again, he connects with Mars and Saturn, and he can kind of cause some chaos. So this is when, like, you get the accident, like, you get a flat tire and your cell phone's dead. Like, and now that I think about it, I'm I'm in retrograde every day. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, you know, it's this, that... Um, it's that interesting aspect because he does kind of get buddy buddy with Mars and Saturn in this aspect. And he's a trickster. Like he kind of just gets in the way of communication, travel, commerce, business can get affected by this. But again, it's just that jokester method. And this is actually, you know, when we were talking about Mars and Saturn and we talk about how these are usually the villains in a story in a movie, this is that final other villain that can make himself a present is the trickster. And sometimes Saturn and Mars are going to just have trickster embodiments. And sometimes the trickster is almost like the full embodiment. So this can really be malefic as well, because remember, it's positive and negative. So you do see the villain kind of come out in this representation of the trickster. So you'll see the trickster in a story as either the clever individual that's really can almost like think very quickly. He's got that air mentality um, or the very smart and clever um, villain. Okay. So we kind of see this aspect. Um, so it's kind of like that final piece in the, the story when we were looking at villains, and that's going to be really good when we start breaking down movies because we'll identify the the Mercury, Saturn, and the Mars aspects of those individuals. And again, they're just expressing these planetary archetypes. Um, this is why Heath, Ridger, Heath Ledger was so amazing. Yeah, and the Joker. In the Joker. Because yeah. what he did is he embodied the Joker fully um, and made full communication with both that Saturn and that Mars energy. Mm -hmm. We probably have never seen such a representation of all three. Now, we've seen like the full jokester before, and that's kind of like the Batman from the 1990s with Jack Nicholson, right? Right. He was just like all kind of goofs and games. Now, he had some Saturn to him and some Mars, but not to the full expression that we saw with that Heath Ledger one. And that's kind of what attracted to us because we don't see the jokester take the main role in the villain very often. A lot of times we're going to see the Saturn um, and the Saturn and the Mars play out, but we very rarely see that villain represent all three. And this is why in even the comic book, like jokester is the biggest challenge for Batman because yeah. not only is he have the thought, he also has the will and he also knows the understanding of limits Right. And so he has the, all three aspects um, and he's the center. He's the boss. He's and Saturn. It's, it's hard to comprehend the agenda. So I know that's something that in the aspect of a villain that is playing the jokester card is to how do I handle this? Because it, there, there's no polarity. We talked about how there is this duality within 
um, with Mercury or that energy of Mercury. And I feel like it's hard to pinpoint how to assess such a problem when the problem is in a neutral position, especially in the case of being malevolent, you know? Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say to, to kudos to, to Daniel here, um, you know, I've known Daniel for 20 years now. And even if this does happen to an individual like Daniel, where he's being um, pushed into a corner with this jokester, you've never questioned the joking aspect of, or, and I'll take the word joking out, but when you're being tricked, I've never seen you lose your composure because as you said before, and something that is something to live by is it's better to be proactive than reactive. Mm. And I think it's very easy for people to be more reactive, obviously, right? Things are going your way for most of the time, or at least you think they are. And then boom, something happens. Why is this happening to me? And it's important to keep that in mind because in like the said, the, the moving, we'll break down the understanding of, of the director, Christopher Nolan, and the understanding he has of esoteric principles within like some of his movies and how he makes characters out of these um, planetary archetypes. Right. But um, it's important to be like Daniel in the sense that and th- I'm just speaking as his friend that it's never stopped him from moving forward, even though it's moving him from side to side. So just because you're going into a zigzagged position doesn't mean you can still um, lose direction. You you should still keep a, a sense of direction. And that's where I always like my hats off to you because most people kind of lose their composure and then the rest of the energy kind of falls into like the trickster saying, I'm taking full advantage yeah, of this. Right. And right. I've never seen that happen to you. It's like either one or two things happen when it does. And then it kind of dies off where the trickster was like, ah, my hat's off to you, sir. Right. It's always just a really funny story. I'm like, Hey, like I'll come over. Right. And like, I had a Daniel day. Yeah. And like, and you just like get comfortable and you're like, how did this go down? And it's always just hysterical. It too. is. It's always comical. Uh, and you got to have a, you know, we really do have to have laughter through this whole spiritual experience and just be grateful for it. Um, and again, you know, got to be grateful for those challenges as they come around. Um, but yeah, you know, you brought up that great epi- that idea about, again, how this jokester is in this neutral position and he's so unpredictable, right? We talk about being depolarized. He is, he's acting from this depolarized self, so you don't know what's coming on. So it's very much just, he's an agent of chaos mm-hmm. and chaos magic, right? Um, and that's really what, that confusion is what makes it so hard to put your finger on of how do you stop this? Because you don't know where, you can't figure out right. what its plan is, you know? Um, and again, this is that retrograde. Retrograde is all about, especially with Mercury, is almost that confusion and that chaos um, in our internal and external communication. So, um, you know, when you go back into history, and this is a fascinating subject, any time, any nation, any country that's ever done like a false flag attack where they actually like create an event and then react to the event, they'll do it at the end of a retrograde. So, Again, because retrograde, if you're working in like ceremonial magic, this is a perfect time. Like you can do illusions and confuse people um, through your illusions. Like I'm sure David, like um, Blaine or whatever that guy's name is, um, when he does these big illusion things, like he probably does really big events during a retrograde because it's very easy to confuse because that internal external communication is off to where you could be like confusing. It's almost like a chaotic understanding of the situation. Um, so anytime in the past that they've done any kind of like false flag attempt, what they do is they do it towards the end of a retrograde 
they create that chaos, they create that confusion, and then they watch the reaction of everything that happens with the confused individuals, and then once it goes progressive again and it starts going the normal, that's when the official story comes out. Right. And that's when that communication is back on, communication technolo- technologically is back on, and they can just start communicating like, oh, this is the official story, and this is how they can kind of sway consciousness, right? So, um, you know, it's... Again, it's it's the idea of catching us confused, but that Mercury is just so important because Mercury is that messenger of God. So if we are going to, you know, if we are going to transcend that 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 situation, it's going to be again with that pure connection of ourselves and that pure connection of, um, you know, that internal dialogue going on that journey to find themselves. Um, you know, and again these. Consciousness, the beautiful thing about consciousness and this whole thought energy is eventually consciousness will win, right? So even though we're in such a weird time, like these individuals, they're never going to become these quote unquote gods, like consciousness will prevail. And now it might not be in this, um, it might not be in this round of consciousness, but eventually it's going to win, right? Right? Like we're going to win, but, um, you know, it might not be right now. Um, or, you know, it might be right now. You know, we don't really know. Like, um, networks are being created. Like, individuals are speaking of this information. We're using this Mercury communication to, you know, the whole world is connecting and that whole world is almost um, creating those networks, you know? Um, and I think we have a pretty stacked team right now, you know, but with all the, all the individuals that are really expanding consciousness and really breaking those barriers. And again, we're using so often like society uses mercury for probably not the best means, like all the, everybody who listens and participates in the expansion of consciousness, we're using mercury for its correct highest aspect, you know, and you, you brought up a great point last week, man, um, about how you can walk into a dark room with a candle and the darkness, you know, it retreats. It, the candle almost repels it. Um, but you can't do the opposite. You can't walk into a room of light and create like a black dust, a ball, you know, or of like no light. But they will try. But they will try. And that's exactly what they're doing. Um, but again, that's kind of what we want to keep in mind is just how much powerful this light aspect is. Okay, and this is consciousness. Like consciousness will prevail. And even though we might not have as much money or power as these individuals, our source of energy, because it's pure, is more powerful. Okay. You know, so we just have to continue making these networks. There's so many good podcasts. Like, you know, we have this like small network here that's fantastic. And there's so many other amazing researchers that are doing this. Like, I'm sure most of these people that listen to this have multiple researchers and they are probably sharing this information. Um, so, you know, we really need to utilize this Mercury energy for speaking truth for speaking freedom and for speaking prosperity. Um, but yeah, like we're, we're going to win. We are going to win. Simple one point, consciousness is going to yeah. win. And I think you, you bring up some beautiful points, as always. One of the things that I admire about your attitude as my friend or an ally that I have on my side that I hope anyone else can take away within people of their small circles is that it starts with just the immediate people around you that you can influence and therefore um, let that sort of augmentate. And one of the things that I always take away from hanging out with Daniel is learning how to 
for instance, when we were talking about things not going your way or going haywire with Mercury in retrograde, it's not so much that they're going haywire as much as that you should take an opportunity to reassess, reassemble. So then when things are back into a flow um, of, of everyday living, you know how to really um, determine your path and right. really go forward. And that's something I've learned just hanging out with Daniel all um, for these two decades at least. And it helps me with other aspects of my life because, you know, um, we're all living uh, as far as right now, living in this, in this very odd time where some things seem to be going against us. But, you know, if it does feel like it's going against you, take the time to sort of pause and realize, you know, what is really important and how to move forward once you really reassemble or reassess the situation that you consider um, being in chaos. Right. And and I think that's what we're all doing as individuals right now or as human beings in this level of 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 shifts of, of consciousness right now. And I think that that's what makes me very happy every week to be able to talk about such principles and such um, you know energies that affect us um, to be a better person. Right. Yeah, you know? absolutely, man. Absolutely. So man. I thank you. No, I thank you, man. And <laughs> again, like we're just so thankful. You know, one thing we wanted to do too, and we were going to do this in the beginning of the episode, is a a big shout out to Monte Vista, California. Um, Monte V. Yeah, Monte V. You guys are such a huge supporter of the podcast, and it's just it's just fantastic to see that such a strong community of um, natural law principles and individuals who embody these these teachings. Um, so again, a big, I mean, a big thank out to every listener that we have. We are so blessed, um, to be having this experience and being on this journey with you. Um, and also something kind of funny, uh, we got some t-shirts that are available now. T-shirts, some mugs, phone covers, right? We got it all. Uh, and there'll, there'll be more coming. I know that a lot of, uh, our listeners have asked, um, a lot of things out of us and we're moving, you know, at a pace that we can sort of deliver those or at least to deliver those requests from individuals. So hang tight. Things will evolve. We'd love to hear your suggestions as to what's something you'd like to wear yeah. on the side of greatness. Um, not to say that there's, uh, there's, there's something else to this agenda, um, but only to create a network that's, um, that's bigger and greater in number because that's how we will win is to be right. Yeah. Made in great together in numbers in numbers. Right. And we remember we were talking about the butterfly and how the butterfly, you know, when it's going from the caterpillar to becoming the butterfly, it's working within a network and it's not until those networks start really developing and start connecting with each other that the caterpillars comes down to that decision of, do I stay and fight and die as a caterpillar or do I become the butterfly? And yeah, I think we're both in, as well as these, all of our listeners are very eager to see those wings and to have that higher perspective, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's beautiful. So if we can connect a network and kind of help spread the idea of the podcast with some t-shirts and some stickers, we are just so grateful for everybody. And also what we wanted to mention too is um, we're going to be working with some um, artists as well that have reached out and they're going to kind of do their own stuff. And we're going to kind of try to really make this a, um, a platform for artists to kind of express themselves through. So um, when those do come out, we made these ones as um, it's like the site we're using, and I'm sure we'll use different sites. Um, you can set the price, and we made these prices as like low as possible. Like it literally sounds like a mattress sale. Like it's like Sunday, 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 right? 
And I did. Like, we don't want to make any money on that. We're, we're just trying to spread the information about the podcast. But I do want you to be aware when we do work with artists, um, I want to give them a bigger um, chunk of energy in that, you know, that monetary and um, earnings that they deserve um so those those ones will be a little bit more the original know thyself ones and the ones that me and eddie are just like hanging out on a sunday laughing about making we're always make those at almost cost value but when we do sponsor another artist just be aware like oh why did that go up by that much money um whatever it is um it's we just want to make sure that the artist gets taken care of and kind of paid for its time but but yeah this is also like we made it as low as possible because we just want to say like thank you to everybody you're like we, we feel like we have like thousands of best friends now, it's you know, great. and it's so great. So, and thank you also for everybody who connects with us on Instagram and messages on the website and, you know, really, really keep them coming because, um, we're just, we're just so blessed. Um, and you know, we're really talking about making discussion groups in the future, um, where we can be like, you know, we can sit in groups of like six to eight and we can discuss these principles and hear your perspective and hear your experience and, uh, just really work as like a whole community, um, and really use that communication that we just talked about with Mercury. Oh, oh yes. Sneak it in there. Yes. No, we're very, very thankful. Episode 19. And, and if you're a new listener, welcome. And if you've been listening, thank you very much. And I, I think we've said this more than once, but we'll say it again. Is we're still working on on creating this foundation. Yeah. And very soon we'll be able to bring in a lot more, um, you know, uh, speaking of, of communication, uh, I love to talk. And there's so many relatable um, stories that I could bring up that hopefully will enlighten and or like be relatable to you, the listeners, so you know that we're all in the same and we're always, you know, trying to to better ourselves. But uh, in in the meantime, you know, we're going to continue on with uh, creating this this foundation that Daniel does such a good job, in my opinion, of like breaking down not just principles but also the idea of what that principle really really means, but more to the effect of what it, what it, what it can do and how it can aid us in such a world, um, of, of not disarray, but I would say just, you know, I think there's a lot of things. If you listen to the awakening episode in 2020, um, how things have just sort of shifted. Yeah. So to prepare each other and one another to take on this shift is, is the greatest thing I can embark on right now is to help you help me help the world right 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 absolutely yeah no and you know what too before we leave this episode about the jokester um you know eddie you being a gemini i cannot (laughs) not mention um just how you embodied that jokester method and again it was never malignant but it was always it was just always so funny like growing up with you and you being a gemini um and that aspect of how it played out I remember it was just, it was so fascinating to me as a, as a young individual, you know, we met each other when we turned like, I think 13. Um, but just like the funny antics you would pull that would be harmless, but just, it was such a good expression of the jokester and it would just make, it would just throw people off bar. It would kind of create this like fun confusion. Um, but you've already embodied that, and it was always something so attractive as a friend to that. Because like, again, if we were skateboarding, like you didn't know what like, you know, noise you were going to make at just the right perfect time when somebody's ordering like tacos. And it was just so funny. Um, and just like the timing of it and the chaos of it. And you just never knew what you were going to bring to the table. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, what I, what, and so this goes for any Gemini out there, anybody understanding this sort of embodiment of the jokester, but I still use it very much to, um, to benefit 
not just my surroundings or, or myself. It's never really been about myself. It's just the fact that some people who I've always witnessed since I was a kid are really asleep. And it never meant that I was awake or awakened. And I was like, look, I'm more aware than you are. What I was aware of is that you're just f- basically following an idea that was presented to you by an entity that you don't even know where it came from or a, a, a sort of, um, I don't know, just a path that some people would take without having to question it. And so I was always the one trying to question it. And one of the things that I, for instance, and actually Daniel helped me out with this is I started a nonprofit organization with the same uh, intent of the jokester, meaning I had nothing to gain. And even then, it still changed the perspective of people that Dale and I would approach. We'd go to farmer's markets. This is like probably five years ago. And we would go to other places um, basically just to aid people starting their own business. I, I do videography. And so one of the things I was telling them was like, hey, I'll make a video for free. Um, so that way you have something for your website. And that in itself was the embodiment of that jokester, meaning there was nothing for me to gain out of it other than you know, some experience in film, but really I was fascinated to take a step back to saying like, yes, I'm presenting you this situation. How are you handling it right now? And it was kind of, again, this is where I can say the jokester here. I would laugh about it because it would just throw people off because people were so, I don't know, I guess like anchored to the idea that, well, what's in it for you? I'm like, nothing. That's the whole idea is that you have not been able to open your mind to the fact that, your um, conception or your your um, perception, I should say, of, of an individual is misconstrued. And that's what I was doing even as a kid, but I did it more with antics of like, with our skateboards and me, like, you know, <laughs> I don't know, I guess just like pranking people, um, nothing harmful, but that's what I was doing then. So again, back to this whole idea of Mercury and how to take something and um, walk the middle path. I really just was playing on both sides of, of, of the game. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. No, um, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are some serious stories that I could, I could tell, but, um, but yeah, no, it's funny you, you bring that up. Uh, you know, being a, a Gemini has definitely been very prominent in, 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 um, in the attributes of Mercury. You know, I do play guitar and I do climb mountains. So, you know, the duality there of the two lungs and the two hands and, and everything else that goes with the, the attributes of the sun sign. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's always been helpful for me to sort of talk this out loud because it's important to know who we are. And that's what this, this whole podcast is about is knowing thyself and knowing how to do something with that for good. Yeah. And unlike my eighth grade self, I don't think I did it for bad ever. I never, but I definitely, you know, I think it was just about confusion. confusion. It was just about confusion. It really was. There was no agenda. There was no agenda. It was just, how can I, how can I do this? Um, like, um, like, I mean, even when like we were working together and you put pickle juice in my drink, like it was hysterical. It like, was hysterical. Dude, that moment of confusion thinking you're going to drink like lemonade or something and pickle juice comes into your mouth and like you're processing the sensory work. It's pure confusion. Like it, but it was so funny. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. but yeah, man, it's always, always so fun to, to chat with you, but, um, I'm just glad you're still friends with me. <laughs> oh, you're the best, man. I, I loved it. I was your biggest fan. I was your biggest fan. So, um, but yeah, man, I think that's uh, I think that's a good way to kind of look at Mercury. And again, it's all about communication and just how important communication is internally and externally for the development of our souls. For sure. Right? Well, with that being said, until next time. Until next time.